Welcome back to the Digital Bounds uh, podcast where we talk tech with uh, my favorite co-host, uh, Sonny. I'm not Ramon. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> so, I feel like a regular now. <laughs> well, you are a regular. You've been here more than... I think it's my while. third time, right? Third time? I think so. I don't know. I like to... Like, Ramon has such a weird schedule, so he's harder to schedule than you are. Uh, okay. You're just kind of like, oh, yeah, I can do it right now. <laughs> well, technically today was my only day that I could do it. Still better than what Ramon goes. Ramon goes, oh, man, I can do it tomorrow. Oh, no, I'll do it the <laughs> next day. Yeah. Okay, so before we get started with all our amazing topics... Um, I want to invite everyone to our Slack group. So, if you don't know what Slack is, Slack, Slack is essentially like a like current model of IRC. So back in the day, Sonny and I uh, and our friend Kyle were in an IRC chat where we would just lurk all day. We'd talk to each other, and essentially that's what Slack is. We're just in there all day. We have other techies in there to kind of talk and share articles and just have a little fun um you can check that out i'll drop the link in the show notes but you can also search uh, digital balance for the slack invite it's very easy you just invite yourself and you join um secondly is i want to thank our sponsor so kaya is a analytics platform where it's built by publishers for publishers it's real-time analytics you can uh, get customers emails and you can do so much more it's super powerful we use it on digital bounds for all of our needs and uh, i highly recommend it to anybody running a blog or just any sort of website that they want to have analytics um you can check them out on getkaya.com that's get k-y-a.com there's no credit card to sign up you get a 30-day free trial so check them out and also don't forget to tell them that we sent you their way Sonny, since you're the um, official like Google fanboy, what do you want to talk about first? You know, the funny part is like the last two episodes that I was on, it was just been like Apple News all the time. That's kind yeah. of funny. Well, we've been riding that Apple wave, you know, just all the news and they like commanded the news cycle no matter what. Well, I guess I'm the most excited about the Google Pixel event. I don't know if it's officially the Pixel event, but the one on October 4th. Okay, so let's start with that. The October 4th is going to be a event. I wouldn't specifically say it's a Pixel event, but they are like heavily advertising it as like a phone announcement. Yeah, it's like they're marketing a phone. The this is like the most marketed phone by Google, and it's not even out yet. So it's it's got to be big. Like I'm excited for it. Um, Could be a big flop too. I don't know. On Twitter, I retweeted somebody's tweet. It was like this: 
this is the eight year anniversary of the oh of Android, yeah. Of Android, and you can like imagine something big's coming. You're gonna like think of it totally different, and I'm like, maybe they're redesigning the launcher and making it more Google-like, or I don't know what they're gonna do. Well, there's a new one that came with um, forget what the oh with a NuGet, but well, I think there was an even newer one that they're calling like the Pixel Launcher. Yeah, and like the Pixel Launcher is kind of cool, but. It's not that different, but I feel like it's like a like a look this way, and they're actually doing something else with like Chrome OS because it was so it the guy that tweeted that out he was um the SVP of Android Chrome OS and Google Play of course so he kind of has like insight into what's going on, and I kind of think they're merging Android and Chrome OS now probably right on that like they kind of already done that because i remember the google play store came on to chrome os recently so it's like i guess like all the apps are just now working on chrome os obviously they're not optimized for chromebooks but it's kind of interesting i feel like like they're crushing chrome though like chrome os and making it more android i don't know uh maybe well, because that's what they seem right now. Like they they're bringing like a bunch of these like Android features to Chrome OS. Like I feel like if Android was going to change completely, they would make it more like Chrome OS than making Chrome OS more like Android. Yeah, I guess Chrome's like on the winning or sorry, Android's on the winning side right now because they always have like all these competing products. So in this case, it's like Chrome OS versus Android. Yeah, and... it seems more like a merge than like just having android like standalone i i kind of wish android would become more like a like a standalone operating system more like um more like chrome os like chrome os like was winning towards like how android worked yeah they they just need to fix a lot of stuff but they're getting there because they have the multi-window support now like i'd love to have like not just well what was the light latest uh, pixel like the pixel c i think yeah that was the latest pixel c well like, there was a pixel the pixel chromebook and right that was pixel like the original c. i'm talking about like the android one that's the pixel c right yeah that's their two-in-one yeah had they had they like perfected that a little bit more i would totally love to have that as like not my main computer, but just basically be like an Android version of the Chromebook. Just have like a little Android computer. I think the Pixel C was really great on the hardware side. However, they didn't optimize the software. And considering they are like a software company, they should have been able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Feel the same way. But, I don't know. Google has this like weird thing like... I feel like they released like they're like every part of them don't doesn't work together. Like they're all working on different projects, mm-hmm. and then they all come out with different things. They're like, oh man, they were doing something similar. Freaking Google Allo. <laughs> okay, so Google Allo came out like one late night at like ten o'clock. It hit like Google Play stores at like three in the morning. 
and it's a piece of garbage. Like after trying it, like especially Google Assistant, I like that aspect of it. Um, as far as the messaging, I wouldn't actually use it for that though. Well, it's not even like categorized as an SMS app on Android, so you can't set it as a default messenger. Oh, okay. Because so, you can do that with uh, Facebook Messenger and Hangouts, I believe. Yeah, like Facebook Messenger, like handles SMS perfectly. Like, like hands off the SMS to the carrier and everything. It does everything correctly. Mm-hmm. It's categorized as an SMS app. But Google Allo sends messages to like any random phone number via a proxy number, so it doesn't look like it's actually coming from you. Yeah, that's that's one of my biggest gripes with it. So, like. I don't know why they did that because they they get your phone number. They understand what your phone number is. Because like they own Google Voice and people don't actually have to know about the service because they already integrated it into Google Fi. So I don't see why they couldn't do the same thing here and just use like just make a Google Voice number for each person that signs up. Yeah. Or just like or just show the option somewhere like hey you can get a get a new number or just i don't know do some sort of like better integration with it i think part of the sending via proxy number is because google wants to like see what the conversation is like well they would be able to do that regardless would they not well because even with google voice it still goes to their servers yeah because that's their own number like it doesn't like when you use Google Voice, you have to like it sends it to a server, and that server like pings it to the phone number, and then down to the person. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like they should have used your actual phone number. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's why they're using that proxy number. Like they should have made it more like Google Voice. Yeah. But then, then they would have the problem of it. Like, would they like let you like call that number like? Then they would have gotten into like Grand Central, like what it used to be with Google Assistant built in practically. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, remember when Grand Central was around and then it turned into Google Talk, like all the Google products and everything? Oh, okay. You, you, you kind of yeah. had this app and you could like message from it, and then you just had that extra number that you text anyone on it, you can go to the web and you can go to your apps and stuff. Then it like Google Allo would have just been the next iteration like of that. I think just... yeah. I think like if they did it right though, because again with Google Fi I feel like they did it really well with that. Just like integrating it without having them without having like the user know that it exists necessarily. Yeah, I don't even know what it does with Google Fi, honestly. Like, beyond you get a number, like... Well, yeah, that's, like, all it does. But you can you can use it exactly the same way that Hangouts works now with Google Voice. Like, it can still you... sends SMS the same way and still calling over, like, over IP, so... So, but can you access your, like, text messages in the web? Yeah, you can. Oh, like really? it, it works exactly the same way as uh, Hangouts. So, so it's so if you send an SMS on Google Fi, you can go to Hangouts in the browser and see it. Yeah, I believe so. Like I haven't used it, but that's that's what I've uh, know about it. Really? Because that that's 
I use Google Fi for like events when I fly places. I normally pop my SIM in and activate it for that little period of time. And I I never actually figured out what Google Voice did. So you could never you couldn't go to like hangouts.google.com and and see your messages. Not like my SMS messages. Send to your Google Fi number. Because I know that it replaces your current voice number, so I know that. I I don't know. I'm gonna have to go like go back and look. I'd be surprised if you couldn't do it online, but because I don't know, like, but that's that's the biggest issue with Allo for me. Like, it's a really nice messaging app. Like, I've seen the Virgis review of it, and it seems like it seems very simple, and and I, I like it as a messaging app. But not I, something that I would use like with actual people. I feel like the first round of reviews of the app were very positive though. Like they released those reviews like under embargo, like right as the app was hitting that morning. Yeah. I feel like the other issue with it is if you send it to someone who's not on Allo, it prepend it depends that like message saying to download the app, like it gives you a link on it. Yeah, and it sends via that weird, like, five-digit code, too. Yeah, so, I don't know. Those two things together, like the link and um, the proxy number, it just makes it really hard for people to actually want to download the app, so. Yeah, like, totally. Like, I I use Google Hangouts daily to talk to, like, editors and, like, talk to different people that are using Android, but... Because Google Allo's linked to your number, like I have to ask for their number, and it's just more problems than is needed. Like I cannot just find a friend via their Google account. Mm-hmm. It would have been think... nice if they just made it as like a like a remade um, Google Hangouts, because Hangouts as an app is like really bloated. So if they just simplified it, like that's what we actually need. Yes, exactly. Like. We need a less bloated, less crappy version of Hangouts, and Google Allo was, like, the vision like a, that didn't pan out. It's like a chance to start over, and it kind of didn't go that route. One thing to note, though, like, the Google in the press release for, like, the stuff is, like, Google Allo is, like, a, it's like a pre-release of the actual app. Oh, so, so the app's still technically in beta then? Like, I know Google Assistant is. Yeah, it's like all a preview of Google Allo and Google Assistant. Oh, okay. Because I did see people saying how, like, they would keep improving the app. And that was that was a bigger deal than usual, I guess. Like, and it makes sense if they're actually not fully finished with the app. I think it... The app's going to be, like, fully integrated in this next phone coming up from Google. That's the case, then. That's, like, really exciting news, then. Because Nexus devices usually had something that, like, differentiated them from, like, the pack. And I think the Pixel phone, not not only is it going to have, like, a Daydream, it's also going to have, like, the new Pixel launcher, and then it's also going to, like, I guarantee you heavily integrate Google Allo, Google Assistant, and Google Duo. Like, it's going to be those mm-hmm. things. And I think 
Google is gonna like push this phone as like the save all for Android. Like screw Samsung, screw HTC, and like screw like LG and just buy this phone over all of those. Yeah, the way they've been promoting it so far, I wouldn't be surprised. Like they definitely need something like that because Nexus devices they're supposed to be the flagships, but a lot of people just don't know about them. Only mainly like just the developers, really. Well, really, aren't they just flagships for the developers though? Because everyone that I know that like really loves the Nexus devices are like Android aficionados. They know about Android Police, or they're developers. Like they buy like a six P and a five X because they need. Yeah, that was like the original idea for Nexus devices. With like the more recent ones, they try to cater towards like just general customers, but still seems more of like a developer device totally and i think i think they've gotten away from those developer devices because they stopped announcing them at google io mm-hmm. because oh, also time... the updates take forever now like <clears throat> the over the air updates i just got my because I, was, I wasn't on the beta because i used this as my daily driver and i got the got it like last week i think or over the weekend that I had the beta, but I still just got the over there update like two, three days ago for like the official. Oh, the official update, one, yeah. Which I was kind of surprised because I'm on the beta. I should be able to get updated right away. Well, it was also weird. The first time I updated, the notification said, hey, like this is NuGet. These are all the new features. Update now. It went to 6.1, I think. And then I got another notification saying like, Okay, this is a this the actual NuGet version. So I had to like update twice to get it. That was really weird. I yeah, if, but I, I, I have the same ran thing into that too. But my understanding of those those like iterative updates after you get the first update, the second update is like downloaded onto the, your phone space, and the next time you restart your phone, it just like boots into that. Well, bo- both times it was already downloaded, so I don't know. Yeah, but now, now like, your security patches, like, my security patches, like, download in the background, and when I restart my phone, it just boots into those new versions. I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get those monthly, but, like, this one actually said it was the NuGet version update, so that's that's what I'm saying was, like, really weird about it. Oh, okay, so you got two NuGets. Yeah, I got two NuGets, but the first time it, was, <laughs> it said it was NuGet, but it wasn't actually NuGet. I don't know. I'd be happy with two nougats right now. <laughs> you, got, you got that sweet tooth. I kind of do. That's a poor dad joke, but... <laughs> okay, so... Of course, Google Allo, Google Pixel devices. They're supposedly going to be Google Chromecast Plus, and then, of course, Google Home. So, Is there anything like that different about the Chromecast Plus besides being 4K? Um, no, like Android Police, and then I believe um, Evan Blass, you know, EV Leaks, yeah. um, kind of just says it's just 4K. Okay. I mean, I was so, kind of hoping they added, like, something new to it. I don't know what. But um, it's, it's nice to have a 4K version of it. Yeah, but I, I... If you don't have a 4K TV, like, what's the point of it? Yeah, true. Like, I, how many people have 4K TVs? I, it's like probably point 
zero five percent. Mm-hmm. Actually, don't know if we have one. So, yeah, I, don't I know. do not have a four K TV. I have a four K um, laptop. Is the six P four K? It shoots four K, but the screen's not right. Uh, screen resolution actually on the Nexus 6P? I'm not sure about that one. No, I don't think so, because that'd be a really hard on the battery. Um, it's the AMOLED screen, and it's like, uh... Yeah, but that's still, like, pretty big power drain, so I don't know. Yeah, but still, I, I don't know. Android screens are so iffy, like... Sometimes my Nexus 6P will get, like, great battery life, and the next day it gets terrible. Mine's fairly consistent, but... No, mine's fairly consistent, like, from time to time, I guess, it drains pretty quickly, but usually it's, like, from a certain app that I'm using. The screen resolution is 2560 by 144 pixels, so not 4K, but it is a high-resolution screen. That's a... 518 pixels per inch, which is like massive. How much is well? What's the DPI on Retina screens? Do you know? Um, I don't know DPI for Retina screens. I think it's actually less unless they've like started to increase it. Um, a Retina MacBook is uh, 220. Oh, okay. And the the iPhone 7, let's see. It's what, 3... No. There's no way that... It's 320? It says it's 320? On the iPhone 7? I guess that's okay, like... I mean, at a certain point, you can't really tell. No, it's it's, it's 401. Oh, okay. Which is still decent. Yeah. No, but, um, did you see MKBHD's new video with the Tesla? Yes, what he, phone was he using? I forget what he, he said. He was using the iPhone 7. And, like, I did not know until he said it. I was like, this is actually really good. Like, the stabilization was, was pretty decent. Yeah, because I saw him walking around and I was like, this is in his normal, like, style. It was more vloggy. Mm-hmm. But it was still just very high quality, I felt like. Yeah, like... Like, obviously it doesn't compare to, like, the red cameras that he normally uses, but... like No, it's... but most people use, like, the C, the C-130s or the C... The, C, the Canon C-series of cameras. Mm-hmm. And those are, like, I would say the same thing as, like, using your iPhone in some, in some ways. Oh, okay. Like, they're part of Team Crispy, so... Oh, it's okay. <laughs> sure. I, I feel like the only one can that, say, that can say that is uh, Marquise. The rest of them are kind of like, eh. Like, they what look about, good, um, but... The TLD time. guy. You know, I didn't realize TLD worked for uh, Techno Buffalo. Wait, does he really? He used to. I didn't know that. Oh, so he doesn't anymore? He just... No, he... So Techno Buffalo has this problem of uh, they can't keep video host. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like you've yeah, noticed I, that? I keep seeing, yeah, I keep seeing like there's one guy's on Techno Buffalo one day. Next week he's just doing his own thing. Yeah. Like um the past, the most recent one, I forget his name. He went from being for Techno Buffalo for like two months maybe, maybe three. Mm-hmm. To going doing his own thing to working for Android Police now. It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah, and then before that, like everyone like shows up for two or three months and then disappears. And I don't know if it's Techno Buffalo specifically or maybe it's just them, but or the audience doesn't like them, or they like hire them for like a test run and doesn't work out. I don't know. No, I like read the comments and they're fine with the uh, they're fine with the hosts. I don't know. And I see, like, the staff, the same writers have been there for, like, ever. Oh, yeah. I guess, like, like video's kind of different, though. Because you're more public about it. I don't know. Yeah, but there's only one, like, writer. And I think his name's, like, Todd H- H- Histings or Histelton or something. And he's I'm not been sure. With I don't read Technobuffalo because like they have so many ads. It's just it's insane. Ad blocker for the win. <laughs> uh, digital bounce for the win. <laughs> okay, there we go. I like that. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I go around and read like all the tech blogs, everything from like Engadget to uh, the Verge. And it, you know, I was going to talk about the Verge last, but um, can, can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what it is actually. Okay, can you like so fill let me, me in? do the rundown? So Chris Ziegler, he was one of the founding members of The Verge. So The Verge was like this breakaway tech blog of Engadget, which was like the founding tech blog. So The Verge is like a partner of uh, Vox Media, which owns SB Nation, Polygon, Curbed, a bunch of other places. Um, Chris was the deputy editor of the transportation blog. He he does all this cool stuff. Really liked him. He was on the podcast from time to time. Met him at CES. Really cool guy. Um, he started working for Apple supposedly, but that's not the like really like interesting part. He stopped writing for The Verge around July second or third. And started working for Apple, but along the way, he stopped showing up to The Verge. He didn't alert them that he quit. He didn't alert them that he started working at Apple. He just, like, straight up ghosted them. And it wasn't for, like, a month, maybe a month and a half, that nobody really, like, noticed he was gone. Then they started getting worried, and they started reaching out to him to see everything was okay. Then... He just kind of like, I guess, just ignored them or like told them, no, I'm fine, it's whatever. And then The Verge like started looking into what was going on and found out that he was working at Apple. So he was collecting a paycheck for two months almost from The Verge Vox Media while he was working for Apple. Wow. Like, I did not know about this at all. Because I keep hearing about Ziegler. I thought he kept writing and stuff. So I don't know. No. Like, supposedly, he didn't do anything for, like, two months. He was just, like, gone. Like, for a whole month, nobody knew where he was. He didn't show up to the office. Like, anything. And 
I'm surprised that he general. kept getting like a paycheck during that whole time because it said it was like a month. It was two months. Oh, two months. Yeah, practically two months. They say he like got hired in July, the first of July, and then he was fired from uh, the Virgin like September. Wait, what did he do for Apple though? What was his position? We don't there? know. Like, he's not on the Apple list of like employees. And like, um, I believe it's Dr- John Gruber. I don't know. He's, he's the one who does daring fireball. He kind of had this like weird theory that maybe he used a um, like a nickname or something because Apple didn't want to have him on the list of like employees and like get swayed. Maybe that he's writing about like cars or I don't know. Uh, so I guess maybe Apple knew about this whole thing. Like, they were in on it. That's well, if they didn't list them. I verge, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Apple would, like, willingly hire somebody from, like, a journalistic, like, outlet. And at the same time, like, know he actively works at, like, a place that covers them. Hmm. I... I yeah. I don't know what to think about that. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's some real inside baseball, but it's still really interesting. Like, like it's some really fishy stuff going on. Like, I would not expect them to do that. Um, it's pretty ballsy in one sense, and kind of like sleazy at the same time. Well, the thing is, he probably could have worked for both. Had he told um, the Verge or Fox, so yeah, like um, I don't even see like his incentive because, like you said, I Verge. So I mean, that could yeah, be a like, good like kind of partnership, quote unquote. I don't know. Um, what is it, Dieter Bone? He moved to San Francisco. His wife is working for Oculus, so now he's he's like not able to write about Oculus anymore. And, like, everyone from, like, the original Verge team is moving. That's insane. Well, what? Josh Tobolsky is doing uh, the outline, which looks super interesting. Has he started that? I haven't kept up on that. Um, it's started, but there's no official website yet. Oh, like, okay. They're supposed to launch this fall. Um, but then the guy that um, who wasn't on the internet for a year, he came back to the Verge, right? Yes, and he's running Circuit Breaker. Um, yeah. I f- Dan Seifert's still there. Um, Neil's there, uh, I believe, as well. Yeah, he's like the main editor, the editor-in-chief. Um, oh, okay. I forget the guy's name. Uh, his last name's Hamburger. Yeah. Uh, he I haven't went, heard from him. He went to Wired, and now he's believe he's working for uh, Snapchat. Huh. Was he part yeah. of releasing the Snapchat goggles? Um, <laughs> I don't get the point of that. Like, I don't understand what that is for. Then again, you don't really see me use Snapchat often. So, okay. So for everybody that doesn't know, Snapchat um, introduced, uh, I guess you can call Google Glass esque glasses. They have a camera mounted right where the frame connects to the um, like. To the the eye the eyewear so there's a little camera there um 
it works with Snapchat. You can upload to your Snap Story or your memories, and it's just uh, like, like I don't know what else to say about it. It looks cool. I'd buy it. Not for like what is it, a hundred and ten dollars, right? Hundred and thirty. That's such an impulse buy. Like that's nothing. I don't know. Like I see a hundred dollars and I go, oh yeah, I see a hundred and thirty, and I'm like, well, no, oh, if they if they that. made it ninety nine, I could see that's like an impulse buy, but they made it over a hundred. That is true. If it was ninety nine dollars, I would buy like three of them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you you spend your money left and right, so. <laughs> I have a problem. Leave me alone, yeah. okay? If it's a gadget, I buy it. Fair so, enough. spectacles looks interesting, but the coolest part of it is they're using circular video. So there's a 115 degree wide angled lens plus a circular sensor that records that circular video. And I think that's the most innovative thing about the lens. Yeah, I saw the the GIF of it. That looked actually really cool. Because like yeah, as so... you rotate it, it just stays. It's kind of like like if you like rotate your head, I guess. It, it's a lot like three sixty video, but in the sense yeah, exactly. that it's still a flat image. Yeah. So, if like Snapchat popularized and like normalized vertical video, and now if they can normalize and like make this a common thing i would like fucking love if my iphone came with a circular sensor if my like cameras all shot circular videos and pictures well didn't google kind of have like what's it called like it i guess it's recording 360 video where you have to like kind of stitch it together you know what i'm talking about yeah like they do have that but i know it doesn't work that well but what are you I, thinking? I, like, you would I would have... say it works pretty well, but it's just the the fact that you have to like go out of your way to do it. Well, yeah, but like it's not always perfect when it puts things together. That's you get, like, true. Some, sometimes, like your friend looks like an alien if you do it. <laughs> that is very true. Um, but yeah, I think it would be really cool if Google released like a device like this, where it's like really cheap and it's kind of like Google Glass esque. Where you can take really cool video with it. Yeah, like, I feel like if they just embedded it in a camera, though, too. Like, I would totally love that. Like, if Probably take up a lot of room, though. Way. But yeah, that'd be cool to have. I don't know if it'd take up a lot of room. You think about it, it's in the frame of the, the, the sunglasses, and they weren't that big. Well, didn't they have, like, these kind of camera-looking things, like, on the corners? It looked like it. It wasn't like that big, but it, it was took a up slight quite bump. A bit. But it wasn't overall like a, that big of a change. Oh, okay. I I think I don't know personally. I'm gonna buy a pair for 130 dollars. There's a limited run of them, and they come in some cool colors. They kind of look dorky. Like I personally, I think they look funny. Like I don't yeah. know if they fit on my face that well, but I'm still gonna want them because. Of that circular video. Oh, let me know how how you like them. Should do a review on it. I definitely will. I'll do some stuff around them. Um, if we want to quickly go back to Google and talk about Google Home. Yeah. So, supposedly Google Home is going to be a hundred and twenty nine dollar device 
like no, on that's an style rider. Ride, okay, it's not glasses. Like this is like an Alaska, or is it not a? I'm an Alexa style. Yeah. yeah, I'm completely butchered that, but it's like <laughs> Google's version of of Alexa. Yeah, Alexa. Alexa. I I don't know why I can't say that. <laughs> Alexa. Yeah. Okay. But like, I don't know. Alexa's cool and everything, but I feel like, especially seeing like Google Assistant now and just having access to like Google now, I think that's a bigger deal in my opinion. Totally, and. And the rumors around it, like, they're kind of, like, small rumors, but you'll be able to, like, use Google Alloy, like, the Google Assistant in there to yeah, kind of tell Yeah, that's why your, it's kind of like a preview in the app right now. Yeah, you, you, but you can tell your, your Google Assistant on a phone, like, type to it to tell your Google Home to do something. So what else does it do? Like, I know it's a router, and I guess so, it's also a speaker, or no? A router speaker, um, and in like probably a smart home hub, like you'll probably be able to connect things to it if it's gonna be a router. Because, yeah, cause they can do all of that for 130, that's that's a deal breaker right there, in a good way, yeah, totally. Because Alexa is what 159, 169, yeah, something and, like that, and yes, Amazon. I think the interesting thing Amazon's recently started doing, all their devices on Amazon you can get via payment plans. Have you seen that? No, they do that? Like yeah, monthly so, payments? Yes. The Amazon Alexa is like $26 a month for five months. And like you can do that everything from the Kindle to like all their their Amazon devices. Oh, okay. Which I think is really cool because not everybody wants to pay $169, but at $28 a month for five months totally worth it well also like the fact that they have like different versions of the alexa like they have the echo dot and like the other things they could just plug in so kind of like the chromecast and the chromecast audio like it'd be cool if they could release google home and like different variants i i don't know if it well yeah because they need to introduce one without a router really yeah i mean like not everyone needs a new router so you could just take that out and have a cheaper option yeah because my thing is with a router which why i've continued to keep my like like state issue time wire cable router is um i don't want to have to get a modem too oh yeah true so well, well normally you can just use the one provided by a cable company right but then they still charge you like eight bucks a month for a modem oh okay yeah you're right so that's why I just opt for the $10 a month router instead of paying 8 bucks a month and buying a router. Yeah, and it's usually like easier setup, um, especially for the average consumer too. However, if they have, um, I guess they'll have the Google Home like app that you could use to set it up, which the OnHub app, um, I haven't used it, but like, I heard that it was just really simple to set up the Wi-Fi that way. Yeah, it takes you through, like, different windows. It's like, do this, do that, do that. It connects via yeah. Bluetooth, and then it's just, it's done. And I think that's, like, super helpful for consumers because uh, Wi-Fi sh- setup's pretty complicated. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited to have, like, Google Now and, like, anywhere that I go. 
I do like the idea of Google like Assistant being more powerful than Google now because mm-hmm. since switching from my iPhone to my Android phone, like in the car, fairly often I go, okay, Google, and it just, dang it. <laughs> I'm glad mine didn't go off. <laughs> it just activates, like, and it, it's really good. Like, Siri, I say, hey, Siri, and it's like, nothing. I go, hey, Siri, and I have to, like, yell at it, like, four times before it activates. I wish it was um better on Android where, like, it doesn't, like, on the phone, if you say, okay, Google, it activates right away. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it activates right away, but on Android Wear, for some reason, like, because the screen has to, like, light up first before you can say, okay, Google, so it's definitely more complicated on there. I didn't that's why know. I'm, like, pretty excited for Google Home, because I feel like that would be easier. It's just I didn't always know. listening in your room. But I didn't know Google now worked on uh, Android Wear. Yeah, it works. Like, I guess um, but the thing is I have the Moto 360, which doesn't have the speaker. I assume <laughs> on the Huawei watches, bless you. I assume, Thank like, you. on the Huawei watches, um, since those do have speakers, I guess it talks back to you, to you through the watch. Um, but otherwise, it just, like, opens it up on your phone. Oh. But it's, it's pretty much the same functionality, though. But it, again, like it's just harder to open, even though See, it's through it, your voice. If it uses speaker on the watch, that'd be nice. But some of the Huawei watches, um, they have per, like always on screens, so I as in like non-ambient. It's just the screen's literally on all the time. Yeah, it's well, they're sort of ambient, but. Uh, well, isn't it the same? Are we still talking about Android Wear? Because it's just going to be the same software anyway. Yeah, but wouldn't it take advantage of like the hardware in each case? I don't know. I don't know a lot about Android Wear actually. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it just worked the same way. It's just ambient display on all the time, and not because well, I know the Huawei watches use a different screen type though. Is it not AMOLED? Um, I know some of them don't use AMOLED. That's interesting. I don't know. You know, if it, like, works... Like, I could see Android Wear, like, making it work better in the next few months. Like, I would totally buy an Android Wear watch just for Google, like, Assistant. Like, always being on my wrist, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully I've... I'm thinking like Google Assistant is basically going to become the new Google Now. Because right now, Google Now, like, it's always been good, but it could always be better in terms of like just doing more for you instead of just being like a Google search. And that's pretty much it. I don't know. The most like interesting thing that I want Google to like actually release was their like Google Car app, like not needing Android Auto. Yeah, Android Auto not needing like the integration to a car to actually yeah, use the app. Yeah, you could just like plug it into an existing system. Yeah, they haven't released that yet, and I'm kind of just like, because my my car uses Bluetooth and like has its own weird like system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I had Android Auto to just like use all the notifications, I could totally slap my phone like on the little like holder I have and look at that every so often and. 
yeah, all I'm the just, audio would come through the speakers. I'm so annoyed by like the you know the stock systems that come with cars. Like I was so excited for Android Auto, but you have to essentially buy a new car to get it. Um, so that's really annoying. Yeah, and I have a 2014 car, and that was just before like Android Auto became like pervasive in like Honda Civics. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like slightly annoyed because. I like could have waited like a year to get yeah, it. Yeah, I won't get a new car for like another f- five years. Yeah. So like the other thing though is like I use Google Maps over like the built-in GPS because Google Maps I feel like is just easier. You like just say the direct, you say the address and like it just takes you there. Yeah. Or say like car- the name of the place. The built-in car like GPS normally sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's not always updated, and there's just a bunch of problems to it. Yeah. So, I've been using Google Waze. Um, sorry, not Google. It it is Google, but I've been using Waze a lot. Well, Maps has Waze uh, integrated now because they bought them out. Yeah, but there's like little things like um, being able to send ETA to like people and uh, the speed limit always being shown. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the speed limit's actually added that recently. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the ETAs that like sending to people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the ETA, like, I send it to my girlfriend all the time. Like, I'll go somewhere and then I'll be coming home and I'll like start navigating home, and I'll send her the ETA so she can like go in and see what time I'm expected to be home. And normally it's like spot on. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because, like, we'll use, like, Life360 to, like, do the tracking so she can see where I am, I can see where she is. It's, like, really helpful when she's coming home from work. I can be like, where is she and why is she late? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, she's still at work. I'm like, okay, well, I need to get dinner, like, started. And then just little things like that. Yeah, it's always always good to spy on people. It's not spying. It's just like... I don't know. Yeah, I'm just joking. (laughs) Well, I don't know. A lot of people think it's weird. Like, people will ask me, like, well, why do you do that? I'm like, it's for that, like... like, Yeah, like, for family reasons, like, you always want to know where people are. Yeah, I'm like, why is she running late? Like, oh, she's still at work. Or, oh, she stopped at the grocery store. Her phone's probably, like... In her purse or something. It's not like for your boss at work to know that you're like skipping to go to Disneyland or something. (laughs) I wish I could go to Disneyland right now. Okay, um, the other thing in the Trello board was uh, the Roken Bit review. Um, Yeah, how how is it? Do you like it? First, let me start with what they are. So the Roken Bit are wireless earbuds. They're truly wireless. Just little... They're like the Apple AirPods, but um, you know, like the shotgun style uh, earbuds. The AirPods, right? Well, they're no, no, no. The earbuds, you know, like you have wired headphones, and they have like little, they're like little bullet earbuds. Uh oh yeah 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are essentially what the Roken Bit are. They're like little, like bullet shotgun earbuds that go in your ear. They're comfortable. They stay in your ear no matter what you're doing, if you like put them in correctly. Um, the big issue that I run into is the connectivity. There's a lot of dropouts. So like, I'd go shopping, and like I'd reach for something on the top shelf, and like, 
the connection will drop out because my phone is like being blocked. Well, is well, is that like because of the Bluetooth, or is that specific to the Routkins? It's because of the Bluetooth. Like, Cause like my Bluetooth drops all the time when I'm in the car and I have it connected, and just as soon as it drops, like it just goes to the radio at like max volume, and I, it's just so annoying. I don't know. Roken handles it really well, so like the Bluetooth like drops, like it doesn't drop fully. Like the the headphones are still connected to the phone, but the music like just like stops playing and then it picks up from oh okay so the bluetooth connection is still there but the music the, isn't connected yeah the music's body huh. it's because you know there's small receivers in those earbuds like oh okay yeah like you can't expect that much from them like they're they're like the best headphones or the wi- best wireless ear pods i'm sorry ear pods Earbuds for the price, $129, the cheapest you can get. But it's just like the the market space isn't there yet. That's why writing the review, I love them. But at the same time, it's like the problems with Bluetooth is where it's at. Well, that's why it's good for us to have like, because right now, like, I don't know, like a month back, let's say, we wouldn't, we didn't have that many like wireless earbuds like we do now. Like, they're popping up a lot more now, and it's good that we're getting more competition in this, like, in this space. Yeah, and a lot of it have come from, like, uh, Kickstarters and Indiegogos that have just, like, popped up. Like, Braggy Dash was a Kickstarter, and then, like, the Here Plus, or I think they're called the Here One. Um, There's, like, some random companies, and then... Like, Roken was just this random company that I would always see on uh, Amazon until they, like, sent me a press release, kind of reached out to me and talked to me about it. And I was like, okay, you know what? I want to give them a try. And they turned out to be some of the better earbuds, but the problem is with Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for like, the price, though, it seems pretty good because the, the case recharges them, right? Yes. So you can get two solid charges out of the case. They're is an upper model which i'm sorry you know what the roken bit is 119 dollars, and the roken bit charge is 129 dollars. So, oh, so the bit charge is the one that charges or what's the difference no, no no the bit charges that you can get two solid charges out of that the bit charge you can get up to 24 hours of continuous playback like you can keep charging them like charge 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 but 24 hours of play Oh wow! Okay, so it's a how bigger much charger? Oh, those are the one twenty nine ones. Or... Yes, those are the one twenty nine. It just has a bigger battery in the chargers. Um, you have two hours of continuous music playback, which is more like three hours, which is really crappy considering like when you put headphones in, you're normally on like a train or like an yeah. air, uh, airplane or like a car or you're walking down the street. But if they're waterproof, they'd be really good for running. When I ran, like, I had no interference beyond, like, you know, like, the city, like, a building here and there. My Bluetooth Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, like, active noise canceling that's expected. Um, they do have noise reduction. Okay. So, like, when I put them in, you really can't hear anything around you. 
Oh, but like two to three hours is not terrible if you just consider like do use them only on a run or during your morning commute or something like that, and then you just pop them back in and they're charging again. So yeah, uh, like they're as I said in the review, they're not gonna be like your main headphones, but they're something great if you want to just replace like like if you're gonna go for a run, if you're gonna work out in the gym, if you're gonna do some maybe manual labor and you don't need like wires distracting you or you're maybe just gonna like work for a little while from somewhere like busy and you don't want anybody like bothering you you pop them in for two hours or something they're great for that they're not gonna replace your headphones fully not yet yeah you know i'm honestly considering these like 129 is pretty good but how That's... good is the audio quality because i feel like that's gonna lack since they're supposed to be like very budget friendly um well i'm not an audiophile but um they were decent like like the music sounded great podcast sounded great like i wasn't like wow these are some bose headphones like but they're better than your your earbuds from that you get in the case from like your iphone oh, yeah but like what about the bass like how is it decent or like it's pretty good like everything's it's like a mid-range headphone like like you know you buy like 60 dollar headphones mm -hmm. it's like those okay that's cool it's yeah, not i might, like I might try them out for 119 dollars totally worth it yeah i would personally get the bit charge yeah that's what i was thinking about for 129 it's not that different it's you can 10 use more them... bucks and you get what is it like full day charge yeah it's it says 24 hours of playback it's like 10 charges it honestly seems pretty damn good because the braggies i saw those and there was like they were just way too expensive for me they were what 159 150 i believe 149 okay because the airpods which i'm very tempted to buy are 159 dollars um the here well the braggy dash are three hundred dollars but those oh, so have like a bunch of smart features real quick like what do you think about the w1 chip and the, the iphone 7 and stuff because like i feel like that's a good step forward in terms of like all these bluetooth problems that we're having but i feel like eventually there's going to be a new bluetooth version i guess bluetooth 5.0 that's just going to introduce like the same stuff that the W1 chip has. Yeah, so Bluetooth 5.0 does a lot of like uh, what the W1 supposedly does. It's a little less smart, but for the most part, it does like understand when Bluetooth signal's low and it can boost it and can do this and that. Um, it, it's better on interference and stuff. But it kind of sounds like like Apple's just kind of forking Bluetooth and gonna keep Bluetooth 4.0 on their phones for as long as possible and use the W1 chip to supplement all the problems. Yeah, I mean, so it sucks that it's proprietary, obviously, but like it's kind of like I, the same thing with the Lightning cable because now we have USB, which is like better than you know USB 3.0. So. Um, like the Lightning cable, they license it out. I think they're going to license out the W1, like, idea, because it's just a chip. 
on so i think more bluetooth like headphones are going to have like a chip in them and they're going to be able to use the software on the iphone so there's going to be like an api for the w1 chip because the w1 chip's just a chip and all the stuff that works with that w1 chip had to use ios 10 because if you used it with ios 9 none of it worked so it's just a software overlay right so if other manufacturers figure out how to build a comparable w1 chip they could integrate into ios 10 and use their their possible apis to do that so i i see apple like licensing out this this api in some way to developers yeah well like they'll have to in terms of getting the accessories and stuff for to work with a w1 chip yeah because the only like reasonable thing is you want a seamless experience with um your iphone users so if you want that you want their headphones to be the best headphones no matter what brand they are even if they're beats or maybe they're the jaybirds or maybe they're these random bluetooth headphones or maybe they're bose you want them to have the most seamless experience on your apple device and if that means giving them access to the w1 software like via an api i think it'd be a really great idea yeah but again it sucks that it's proprietary and we'll have like these apple specific accessories but yeah but i don't know lightning is the same way and i I... right but i'm saying like we got USB-C from lightning so i'm just hoping we get like the next version of bluetooth that's just better but it's at least standardized yeah because bluetooth like i remember back in the blackberry days like when i was in middle school bluetooth sucked you didn't use it for anything yeah a lot of people are also like scared that people could steal your data with it really that was what it was yeah that's that's (laughs) what it was for us like no one used it for that reason like you if you leave it on people would like steal your data and stuff even well, though the you, new you thing, would need an access code and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, when you go to, like, events and stuff, uh, if you use AirDrop on on your iPhone, people will, like, send you random images. <laughs> like, they call it slothing. They'll send you, like, a picture of a sloth. Oh, uh, it's pretty funny. But that's... I don't know. It's just random. Um, I think that's everything on our Trello, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty much it. Okay. Still an hour, damn. Ah, we did pretty good. All right, so um, let's wrap this up. Uh, do you have anything else? Nope. Just excited um, for October 4th. October 4th. Quickly, uh, Google buying Twitter. What do you think about that? Well, like there's rumors or? Yeah, you, you haven't heard the rumors? Um, not that one, no. Um, yesterday, I believe... There was a rumor that uh, Google, I be- let me start over. I believe CNBC reported that Google, Salesforce, um, and some other company. Yeah, I heard was something with Salesforce. They were interested in buying Twitter for a reported price of like $30 billion, which is more than what LinkedIn was bought for. Yeah. Um, How much was also- LinkedIn? I forget. It was really LinkedIn. cheap, right? No, $25 billion. $25 billion. okay. I think it was $26 billion. But um, I think 
Twitter's only worth like fifteen billion. I think it'd be like the same situation as YouTube, except in this case, like Twitter's a lot bigger than when Google bought YouTube at the time. True. But it makes a lot of sense. Like no one uses Google Plus. And the other thing, they already integrate actually I don't know if they still do, but they used to integrate the search results with Twitter. Yeah, they do. I think it'd be a really great thing for Google because Google has this like real time information of like search. If they could also like integrate that real time like search into like Twitter and like get all this data from it. Get like trends information, yeah. You would have like the exact data on trends. Like as bad as it sounds, like my business part of me is like advertising would like transform. Like I'd be able to target advertising like Twitter, Google, any website on the internet. It's just it's insane. It's kinda like how Facebook does it. When you create a new like ad campaign, you can do Instagram, Facebook like all mm-hmm. these different apps and it's like yes well it's like youtube has become such a big part of google now like it's insane so i feel like twitter would do the same thing if not more uh, like i'm I'm for it oh i'm totally think, for it too. i don't think they would ruin it like there's a chance but i don't know we can't and like think... mess up social like 10 times <laughs> you'd be surprised but uh, again, google, google wave so... <laughs> all over again uh, Google Wave was good though. I like Google Wave. I loved it, but uh, they crushed it. Yeah. Like they crushed my dreams with Google Reader. Um, I just don't want Salesforce to buy it. Like I feel like that's too corporate of a oh, company. Yeah. yeah, I'd hate that. Um, let's see. There was something else. Uh, sorry. Like I, f- I feel like there was one other thing. Uh, GoPro introduced the consumer drone, Karma. Um. I mean, Tesla had their 8.0 version of the software. I don't know, but like, what's new? Uh, that's an update to the self-driving car. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, Amazon introduced, like, printing your photos for as like, little as, like, uh, 10 cents, I believe. Uh, let me see. Okay, I got the website open. Let me see. Um, that's about it. It's a pretty busy week, actually, for tech. Yeah, it's like in that fall cycle of like, we should have an Apple event for new MacBooks, but we still don't because uh, screw Apple. Don't. Unless you want the podcast to go for like another hour. Don't start. (laughs) Okay, I think that's it. Um, To everyone, uh, don't forget to check out our Slack group. I'll leave it in the show notes. I'm sorry. It's very easy to join. You just fill out a form, get invited in the in your email you join you talk to some techies check that out um check out our our sponsor for this week kaya that's get kaya g-e-t-k-y-a.com sunny is what on twitter i never remember it's sunny sync io okay s-u-n-n-y-s-i-n-g-h-i-o Okay, that's Twitter. What's your Google Plus username? <laughs> who, who knows? Who cares? <laughs> okay, so check them out on Twitter. I'm at Leon Hitchens on Twitter, too. That's L-E-O-N-H-I-T-C-H-E-N-S. Uh, Digital Bounds on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Really anywhere you can find us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And um, check out us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. 
in that review, tell us what you think about Allo, Google Pixel, Google Home, Google Chromecast, Google, Google, Google. Um, and and we'll check us out on Salesforce, too. Oh, we're on Salesforce now? That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know we signed up. I didn't know either. <laughs> okay, so right. we'll see you guys next week. Or Bye. Next week. Bye.